0: You're listening to a message from the Church at Rutledge. For more information about TCar, please visit thechurchatrutledge.org. You guys ready to learn this morning? Because that's what we're going to do. Basically, I've gone off, the, really gone off the edge this morning with uh, with what we're going to talk about and. And since we're done with Hebrews, I thought we would jump right into Christmas. Isn't that nice? Like, we've got to at least wait till Thanksgiving's over, but I have to ask this question. How many of you had your Christmas tree up before Thanksgiving? Oh my gosh, what's wrong with you people? Like, Thanksgiving is, is it's just a wonderful holiday. I mean, so we've got we to gotta give it its credit and, and celebrate it first, but we've got those people that do that. How many of you put it up? have already, have got it up after Thanksgiving already? Yeah, a few of you? At least you waited till after Thanksgiving. How many of you uh, don't have it up yet, but you're going to? Okay. How many of you are like, I don't even have a Christmas tree? Okay. A couple of you. Good deal. It's, hey, it's you. each his own and however you celebrate that and what your traditions are and that kind of thing, but really it's, you know, when we when we get down to it as believers, it's about Jesus Christ, and so as long as we're celebrating Him, it's all good. And so that's kind of where I want us to go this morning, and where we're going to go through Christmas. I was talking to David last night and helping plan things and what we're going to do through Christmas and uh, talk about. And uh, we're going to have a seminary class today. I'm going to really scare you guys a whole lot um, because some people saw this already. And I was like, yeah, I'm covering all that today. So this is the scriptures for this morning. And I put them on a piece of paper. If you want one and didn't get one, Sabrina's got them. Just look at her and throw your hand up and she can grab you one. If you're like a note taker and you're like, man, I want to make sure I have all those. There's a couple, I think, still out on the table. If you decide afterwards, you're like, I want to know all that stuff so you can grab that. Um, That'll help you. But don't let it scare you at all because I'm going to move very, very quickly this morning. Um, And so you'll just have to kind of. Hopefully, it'll keep you awake. Was it? Was there a bug or something that flew by in here just a minute ago while he was leading worship? Didn't you all see that, or is that, did I see something in my head that wasn't there? Like, it was there, okay. Because I was like, man, I feel like I'm back in Honduras, because the windows are open, and at night, like, all the bugs fly in, especially the beetles that are like, they sound like helicopters coming through and stuff, and I was just waiting on a dog to come up and, like, lay down at the front of the, the pulpit here and, like, go to sleep. I've, that happened to me in Honduras, so... I just walk up and there's a photo. Actually, I'm preaching and there's a dog asleep, like right here. So I love it. I love it though. Um, but anyway, I'm getting off track and we gotta gotta move. But this series is going to be all about Jesus. We want to if we're if Christmas for us as believers is about Jesus Christ and His birth, the incarnation, uh, then. Let's look at who who that who is we're really worshiping to clarify this is who Jesus is and here's some attributes of his and 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 who he is, what he's done and and, and so to fully appreciate Christmas, I thought we might look in in very deeply into who it is that we worship uh, as Christians at Chris, Christmas. So I, I said i went over the edge this morning because, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna dive into the doctrine of the Trinity, which is, uh, confusing in and of itself, but in understanding the Trinity, which you'll, I'll talk about here in a little bit, you'll never, it's one of those things you can, I don't think you can ever fully wrap your head around or fully understand all the aspects of it, and that's okay, uh. We just understand what we can from Scripture and, and be satisfied and move on and just enjoy the fact that He has given us some things to understand, and we just go with that. and He's given us enough for us, and so we just go with that. But to start off, just to kind of introduce us to this, is the simple fact that God is, okay? Deuteronomy 4.35 says, "'You were shown these things so that you might know that the Lord is God.'" Besides him, there is no other isaiah forty three ten you are my witnesses, declares the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me first Timothy one seventeen now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever amen and then first Timothy two five for there is one God, and my favorite to put uh, another truth to this about, you know, any other religion or ideology, John 17, 3 says, now, this is eternal life, because that's the question we could go around this room and say, what is eternal life? Define that, and it's like we could get as many answers as there are people in here. You could go to all kinds of churches around here and get all kinds of different answers, but Jesus answers this himself. He says, this is eternal life that they may know you, the one and only true God <clears throat> in Jesus Christ whom you have sent. And that knowing, we talk about a lot around here, is a relationship with, with God through Jesus Christ. It's not just uh, knowing about him, you know. I, I could say, uh, I know uh, Bono from you too. I know about him. I know his name. I know a lot of things about him but I don't know him. He's not like my friend, and we hang out. Okay, this is a different knowing. This is, this is a knowing that's a, a deep relationship that, that is different because then you get into, you know, I, I had a debate one time with a guy at a, after a graveside service I preached, and I used this, this, uh, this scripture reference, and he came up to me and said, Yes, I agree with you. You're exactly right. It's knowledge that brings salvation. It's like, Oh, no. And so we had a little discussion there. And it's the difference of what they believe is that the knowledge leads you to, to a higher and higher chance. Uh, you know, the more knowledge you have about God, the greater chance you have to be in heaven because there's no assurance on their part. Um, but it, it, it's a thing of it means to really have a relationship with. Augustine said that if you deny the Trinity, you will lose your soul and if you try to explain it, you will lose your mind, okay? Because it's a very uh, difficult thing to understand. But we have to understand it because it's important about to understand who God is. Because it's this very thing of who is Jesus that separates Christianity from every other religion in the world, okay? Because we have a living God and, it's, and because of what Jesus has done for us, we too can live eternally with Him forever. But we're going to try to avoid both of those things this morning, losing our soul because we don't understand the Trinity, and losing our mind because we try to explain it, okay? But the fact is we have to start with God. If we get God wrong, who is God? If we don't understand who that is to us, then we get everything else wrong, you, you have to start with a proper perspective of who he is. Everything is connected to who you think God is. And it's not, well, who do you think God is? It's, but rather, who does God say he is? And what do you, What and do you accept that? Do your thoughts uh, receive that, okay? Who do you think God is? But who does God say he is? And that's the starting point. He's spoken through his word and revealed himself to us through the Scriptures, the Bible, and so we have to understand Him from that perspective. That's where we always start. Um, but the first recorded use uh, by the early church of the word Trinity was by a man named uh, Tertullian, who lived 155 to 220 A.D. And this word was used in an effort to summarize the, the complete uh, Trinitarian biblical uh, aspect of who God is. Uh, but a complete biblical picture of, of who God is. And so one definition that, that I like, I found that's very accurate is this, um, and I'll break it into some little parts, but the first part is the Trinity is one God who eternally exists as three distinct persons, okay? One God who eternally exists as three distinct persons. It, it is monotheism, even though people will go, well, there's, you're saying there's three, but they're all one, Okay monotheism, one God who eternally exists. There was never a time that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, all three, did not exist. They have eternally existed from from past, eternity past, and will through eternity future. And by persons, I mean they act, they speak, they feel, they have all those attributes, okay? But we're not talking about human persons, okay? We're not saying that God is human, because he's not, Okay, God is not man. Okay, we're just, we're just saying that they have, there's those aspects of them. The Bible says to us that God became man, talking about God the Son did, the Lord Jesus Christ, but the Spirit of God is not a person in so far as much as it's a, He's a human being, because he's, he's not, okay? He's God, and that's different than us as humans. But he is a person in that he thinks, he th- feels, he acts, okay? He speaks. God is, is, is not an Im- impersonal force. He is a person. It's not some mystical force, okay? So the Trinity is one God who eternally exists as three distinct persons. Three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Spirit, who are each fully... Meaning they all share the divine attributes of God, of all-knowing, okay? Omniscient, all-powerful, omnipotent, um, all-present, omnipresence, and equally, no more than one than the other, okay? It's all equal, okay? Three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Spirit, who are each fully God, so, the Trinity is one God who eternally exists as three distinct persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, who are each fully and equally God. Okay? And so, we're going to break that down. And the simple way to do that is go, okay, where do the Bible says all three of those are God Father, Son, Holy Spirit? And then let's look into Scripture that clearly says they're all three are one. No way you can read Scripture. And when I get to, and that's why I've included all of these Scriptures, um, we just did that whole. Uh, Journey through Hebrew, and now I'm just going to explain doctrinally through from Scripture uh, the Trinity, which is a different way. Coming to this conclusion, okay? There's three, but they're one. If if you still can't fully understand this after I get done today, and you're like confused than I was when he started, it's okay. It's okay. Don't get upset about it. About it. Okay? Because nobody can fully understand all of this, and and honestly, it gets. It, 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 there's times the more I know, I'm like, the more confused I get, and the more I know, the more I want to know, and the more I realize I don't know, and it's totally okay. But that's that's the that's the infiniteness of God that, that says there's always more, which excites me. In forever learning, there's forever more of him. Even the highest mountain I get to as a Christian, and I go, man, this is awesome. There's always more of God to be had. There's always more of him that is, that is just overwhelming, okay? And we don't get to this pinnacle and go, okay, I know everything, because that would be to be God, and we're not ever going to be that, okay? So don't get frustrated. Nobody can understand this. It's impossible, and you have to realize that we are limited, but God is unlimited, and you can't put unlimited inside of limited, okay? It just doesn't work. He's taking buckets of water from the ocean and pouring it in the hole, and the guy comes up and says, what are you doing, kid? And he's like, I'm going to put the ocean in this hole, okay? It's not going to work, okay? So to understand the Trinity... And who God is completely is trying to, like, trying to put the ocean in a hole, okay? It's just, it's just not going to work, okay? But we can understand some things about God that helps us, of course, okay? And throughout the ages, many people have attacked the doctrine of the Trinity, most out of their frustration of not understanding it. So we naturally attack things we don't understand. And so, uh, to, but here's the thing, to deny the Trinity is to deny the God of the Bible, Okay, Scripture is very, very clear about this part of who He is, and regardless of our lack of understanding, um, like people will say, "Well, you don't even find the word Trinity in the Bible." Okay, well, you don't find the word Bible in the Bible, but it exists. Okay, it's there. Okay, we have it. It's a biblical term, not a biblical term. Okay, and although many other world religions are stopping Jesus. And questioning him about, "Uh, hold on, okay, Jesus, what about this whole Father, Son, and Holy Spirit stuff anyway? What's that all about? You know, it never seemed to be an issue with those guys. They seemed to embrace full. Jesus himself referred to them as one. And they just accepted that. In Acts 25-28, he says this, Now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about preaching the kingdom will ever see me again. Therefore, I declare to you today that I am innocent of the blood of any of you, for I have not hesitated to proclaim the whole will of God. Keep watch over yourselves and all the flock of which... Now watch this. The Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be shepherds of the church of God, fought with His own blood, Jesus Christ. Okay? You see that? And and, and, and so... We, we see this all through Scripture, that, that these guys just, they embraced this and they had a sense of, of understanding of what Jesus had, had him them. The Trinity right there included in one sentence in something that Paul wrote, okay? Holy Spirit, God, obviously talking about Him. A good mark of a cult, okay? of the triune nature of God. And many have made accusations to try to attack... This throughout history, whether it was Monarchianism during In the 1500s, okay it, It's the same arguments Just different names today Okay it, it, it's, it's, it's the whole It's the same movements and same Ideologies and people going Well, you can trust what it says here About Jesus, but not what it says here People that like to pick things apart um, You have to watch out for the Watchtower Society Bibles that actually Jesus, a Created being, not God I mean, I have to change what's in the original. Doesn't make any sense to me. It's just, it's just wrong, okay? Uh, oneness Pentecostal, or The Way International, there's all these groups and are bold enough to think the church has been wrong for 1,800 years until they came along, and now they even in, in the Trinity. This is a very PC message, I understand, I've got going on here this morning, okay? But I, I'm just looking to be biblical, not PC, okay? But I love everyone. I want that to be clear okay? And everyone's welcome. I've, I've said this over and over again, whether it uh, has to do with the, the homosexuality, different religions. The only reason you and I can't be, a fri- be friends is because you won't be my friend. People, being friends with people, it's just the same as they may have their views. I have mine. But it's, Muslims obviously don't believe in the Trinity. It's illogical to them. Actually believing the major sins that make you an infidel is this very issue? The Quran says, infidels, this is the wording, it quotes, infidels now are they who say God is the Messiah, the Son of Mary. And it says, Trinitarians. Isn't that crazy? Okay? In fact, such, 23 outright denies um, the Trinity and says that Christ, the Son of Mary, where the Quran throws that. And culture says it's all the same. All religions lead to the. Uh, how can that be right and Christianity be right at the same time? It can't be. All, you know, all things are truth. All things are right. If whatever your view is, that's right for you. Whatever my view is, that's right from the truth about how things are. And that everything is true is not the truth. Okay? Let me run that. But, but follow me on this, okay? Islam is the fastest growing religion on earth, Trinity when it's no wonder that, that it's that fast-growing when when the church doesn't know what it believes about the Trinity. If, if we don't know what we believe about this, then then Islam and, and, and what they say makes sense, and they back us in the corner, and we don't even know what we believe about it. But it's to deny who God says he is in Scripture to go along with with that. How many of you, besides like our deacons and the staff here, have ever heard an entire sermon before? Just the majority of you have not. Okay? If you've been here for a while, I'd say you need to raise your hand because about every three or four years we do. Okay? we, we I try uh, three or four years. Okay? And, and that's why these other religions come along. And, like, we're one of, of Southern Baptists are, are one of the biggest feeders of the Mormon church. We get converted and go off into that thinking. Okay? So you better know what the Bible says and not let people twist and change to fit their doctrine. And you say, well, that makes sense to me. Okay? From the dawn of time, there have been false religions and false gods. Even Paul walked into a city, it, it talks about in the Bible, with all the statues of all these unknown gods, right? People of the of, of Israel, Old and New Testament, were constantly warned about gods and other cultures and goddesses and 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 that they were false and not to fall into that, okay? And so I want to make this... I want to read this part. Now, I know um, th- there was a book that was written and that kind of thing, and now he's getting back into ministry and that kind of thing, but he wrote a book called Doctrine that was fabulous, okay? Now, I know there was some debate about some of the things that were in there and plagiarism and all that or whatever, and it's true regardless of where it came from, okay? And, and so... This extremely non PC, okay, but but it's true. So I'm just going to read this to you. It says other religions, are powerful spirit beings, fallen angels created by God in league with Satan. That way, do we? The Bible says elsewhere, um, performing counterfeit signs, wonders, and miracles. We need to be very careful. You need to be. Spirit means angel, okay. And there are angels who love the, who his rebellion against the God of the Bible. Therefore, to simply plug into a spiritual into the spiritual world, this in both the Old and New Testament. I'll give you an example in Deuteronomy thirty two seventeen. We are told the to sacrifice to demons, Old Testament people who do not believe in the God of the Bible, went through all God. The New Testament declares in 1 Corinthians 10, 20, what pagan sacrifice they offered with demons. I mean, that's what the scripture says, okay? Then he goes on to say... And I'm not saying that they don't have powerful spiritual experiences. In God of the Bible, it's a demon. I believe that Allah is a demon with the name Allah. And he's love your mother earth. There is a demon named mother earth. There are demons who pretend to be religious or spiritual or not Christian. You could be participating with demons. My fear is out of love for some of you. You already are. You say, but I have an experience. Yes, but test the spirits, first John says, because not every spirit comes from one God. Okay? Just to be completely clear. Certain things like certain movies and books and entertainment and those kind of things you want however you want to categorize like no Harry Potter, you know, and all that stuff. But it's like, guys, really, be careful. Okay? We've allowed our kids to get involved with with, with Twilight and it's you remember that whole Chris, and it's all written by a Mormon lady who had a very you know, spiritual dream or we started the Mormon church by being visited by an angel in a cave and having these visions and writing about it. Came God. That's what Mormons say, okay? Which is, can become God. Mormonism is pot. okay? And I say all this standing here, knowing I have a best friend from high school who could be watching this or, or who I've had deep, long conversations, and we've had these conversations, okay? But it's totally different than Christianity, okay? Jesus was God, not a man who became God, which is what Mormons teach. and become a God of your own planet just like Jesus became the Savior of this planet. But... They believe there's Mother God and Father God, and they had all these spiritual, children. become a God of our own planet, okay? I'm going to move quickly here, okay? It's just 11.30, we're good, okay? At the beginning of Luke chapter 5, it, it talks about how the longer Jesus preached... I've never had that experience, okay? It just gets thick, or dogs fall asleep at the front, okay? I understand that, but just letting you know, biblically, it's supposed to work with the Holy Spirit, okay? All of which are individual doctrines of our church, then compounded by Scripture. It's evident throughout Scripture. People don't usually argue with that one. Father God is part of the Trinity, yet distinct. For us, there is but one God, the Father, okay? John 14, Father, but through me. See the reference, okay? There are tons of places that Jesus refers to. he is distinct in person the father is from Jesus, okay? Say, and I and the father are one. That language is all through scripture, okay? Previous God, everybody kind of gets that one right, okay? On the other hand, people some people say that, okay? I don't know what Bible they're reading. mine says that he he claimed over and over again that he was God. Direction, one of them was Thomas. Remember People referred to him as Doubting Thomas. And John 20, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, My hands, reach out your hand and put it in my side. My Lord and my God. Okay? Jesus, Jesus claimed to forgive sin, and the Pharisees came after him like crazy. Why? And Jesus had no argument against that. He didn't go, well, (laughs) you're right, I must not be him. You're right, okay? Jesus even claimed himself pre-58. He said, before Abraham was born, I am, okay? Later in John 10, his enemies even understand his claims of being God. 31 to 33 says, and his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone. Father, for which of these do you stone me? And they say, we're not stoning you for your good work. Mere man claim to be God, okay? That's what the Bible teaches. Don't let a Jehovah Witness or anybody else tell you he was God, okay? And finally, the, the ultimate deity proving scripture for Jesus clearly. The verses 1 through 3 say, In the beginning was the Word, and they meditate on that for a while, and you'll get this, Okay? He was with God in the beginning. how our Bible Jehovah Witnesses have to change in their scripture because they can't say this, okay? Through... Okay, so whoever this is, that's the Word, He's eternal, He's not... You get to verse 14 and it tells you, verse 14, The Word became flesh and made His dwelling of the one and only Son who came from the Father full of grace and truth. Do you get that? We established Father God is God, okay? The reason Jesus was put to death is can't read the Bible and say, well, Jesus never claimed to be God. It's what they crucified him for, okay? And claims to be deity as well, okay? Acts 5, 1 through 3. Uh, Peter's, he's, okay, they're, they're a couple and um, they choose to sell this piece of property to the Holy Spirit, okay, which we'll read in just a moment. They vow that they will give property for the work of the ministry and they sell it. Then they decide not to give all the proceeds back, in a sense, stealing from God, okay? Do you get that? Look at this in Acts 5, in verse 3 and 4, it says this, Then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit, okay? Now, remember that. He's saying, you made this promise from the land, didn't it belong? Didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after doing such a thing, you have not just lied to human beings, but to this promise to the Holy Spirit. That you lied to the Holy Spirit, and then at the end, it's saying you've lied to God. You've lied to the Holy Spirit, who is God. And you and you can read on to see what happened to them. Okay, that's a serious offense, and there'll be some men waiting at the doors after the service to explain. Get the offering. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's, I mean, it's like like, like they had Hitman in the church or something, you know. But. The Holy Spirit possesses attributes of deity, just the omniscience, okay? The Holy Spirit is God. It's not just some impersonal force, okay? The, the Holy Spirit is not an it. It's not some cloud that just... Okay? Ephesians 4.30 says that when we... That, that when motions. Remember we said it's... It, it, Three persons in one, okay? He doesn't get grieved, okay? It's a person. He is a person of the Trinity just like Father and Jesus. He leads us, guides us, informs us, instructs us, enables us, empowers us, and we can resist him, we can, Scripture says. You, you, you only do that with a person, okay? Hebrews ten twenty. you can't insult electricity, okay, which is just a force, okay? Spirit is a person with feelings, and he's insulted when we tell lies and teach false doctrines, Um, our God isn't that the deal about the Bible that we worst polytheism that they would go into the lands of many gods don't pick up their God we were having this conversation the other day with my wife and she was talking about how you see the problem is we don't wipe the community, and God would tell them destroy all that stuff of those other religions but they always seem to leave one thing at least that one thing there would always be some little remnant they left and it always got them in trouble right and it often gets us in trouble okay but Israel was warned. was the Lord your God is one. Okay, the, the Jews of the Old Testament. Okay, and the Jews still do this today. It's something they do, and it's Deuteronomy six four. The Lord is one. Okay, something they do. there's this understanding even from the Old Testament that they're all one. Okay, but we saw how it divided. It, in the beginning, God, which is this word Elohim, right? Created the heavens, Elohim is a plural noun. Okay, it's 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 a mass which is unity in plurality. If you've ever heard that reference, okay. And verse two, okay, he's creating God. When you see God, it's basically encompassing Father, Son, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay. So when you're reading this in the beginning, God, in your mind, you go. Father, created the heavens and the earth, okay? Verse 2 gives you what the Spirit was doing. Now, the earth was formless and over the waters, okay? So he's supermanning around, okay? And if you get scholars sitting down and studying the Scriptures and making their own notes, okay, you see that the Jews themselves, waiting for the Messiah, they wrote Danning, the firstborn God, created the heavens and the earth. And the holy Syrian view of the Jesus being there and the Holy Spirit being there, okay? To say, then God, Elohim, plural noun, said, have to, you have to watch what it, the, the, the complexity, but the, it said, then God said, let us, this is God, said, let our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky who move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image, in our image. But now directly right after that it's saying God created them in his image. In the image of God, he created them male and female, he created them. And and here's a good question, who in the world is God talking to? He's not crazy, but he's talking to himself. Okay? Persons there, okay? He's not talking to the angels. This is this is interesting. We just went through let you know that you know that, that this is true part of that. Okay? And that passage in Deuteronomy is the key. our God is one, okay? The the word for one that's used there, that's that's the word for the one that's used here, the the word just one, but rather a distinct word that's used for uh, it is always used in the Bible for a unity of singularity. Does that help you understand a little bit more? Or one people, one people group uh, will leave his father and mother, and the two will become Ichad, that word manna. okay? They are still two separate people, but unified in a marriage relationship. There is but a trinity, okay? Isaiah 6, 8 then I hear the voice of the Notice this, okay? It'll say, thing... it says like here, whom shall I, one, send? You now it just changed right there. It's because it's one God, but it's the Trinity, okay? Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I don't know if you've ever noticed this stuff before, okay? Maybe you've you don't, maybe you don't read it enough, Someone said that if all the Christians read their Bible at once, it would be the biggest dust storm in history. It isn't there and it's not very clear. It's just often we don't just read it enough really enough. We don't want to know him that badly that we don't. Because you don't know the power of the scriptures. You don't know references it is impossible for me to hit them all this morning. Obviously, I've given you a lot. Okay, I have a symbol uh, on it that has the little, the three little like. It's it literally just means triangle. Okay, okay, it was picked up by the early church in the eighth century. Okay, one God. Okay, Isaiah forty-eight sixteen says, and now the sovereign Lord. Okay, this is the Trinity. Hundreds of years in Isaiah times in the book of John that the Father sent him, okay? The Spirit in fulfillment of Isaiah 48, okay? Isaiah 61.1, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on way before the birth of Jesus. And then now in Luke 4, Jesus goes to the temple. He, right after his temptation by Satan, at the inauguration of his public ministry, he opens up that word. Something written hundreds of years before, he stands in the temple and reads that says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me to preach the good news. Statement of today, this is fulfilled in me. Fulfilling the prophecy of Isaiah 61, okay? In Matthew, there's John the baptizer, right? Okay? And Jesus gets baptized. There's Jesus physically on the earth, okay? He hears a voice from the east. Who's that speaking? That's God the Father, and they seen the Holy Spirit. What an awesome moment! Like, like you know, if there were moments I could go back to and just see it. Like I'm hoping there's like a VCR in heaven. Like it's in the cloud and we can pull it out and look at all of it. Okay, I hope that's all there. Everybody in this in this deal of Father Son Holy Spirit, all there during our time like this. I mean, it just be would be cool just to see it. You know that and the. There's that. Mm what that all looked like and stuff, or they, what they looked like. Anyway, that's just my mind. God in his great wisdom gave us that snapshot in that moment with all one, but just three different roles of the same person. Okay, make sure on mask to play different roles. Like it's, it's, it's just God, but then he, he just changed full of that, okay? It's, it's, that's not what this is. That's modalism, and it's not the same as three different things. No, it's three distinct persons is what Scripture teaches. It's, it's not, there's clearly three different persons in that event, separated. It's not, don't go there, okay? Three different persons, one God. It's, it's why you have, I'm one of those anti-shack people, you know, I know it's a great movie and the book and all that stuff, and, but I don't recommend it because it messes with doctrinal truths like the Trinity. It just doesn't work. It teaches improper doctrine. Okay? In all 28, 1920 19 through 20. Therefore go make disciples of all nations. Name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Singular, three persons. Okay? For you personally. Okay, as we try to land this plane. Okay? We've got four minutes on me. Look at John 14, and I love how practical Jesus was in his teaching. Okay? You another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to Okay? It's a different Judas. The, then Judas said, But Lord, why do you intend to... ...me we will obey my teaching? My Father will love them, and we will come to them, and you here are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. Uh, four, eight, and make it their, their focus, okay? And use it as an excuse... Um, some of you meditate on this all the time. It says God is... This is just... An, when, when it says it's not love is God, it's God is love. And it's just another... That's who he is. That he's three distinct persons in one. It's the very... What they have in that three persons, but yet they're one. You know what that, what they have? Some relig- religions teach that God was lonely, so he made us. Because he wanted to know God lacks Nothing. God doesn't need us within relationship, fr- friendship, harmony, unity, communication. No re- Only we who believe in the Trinity can really declare it's the essence of what it means to be the Trinitarian community of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We pervert it into sex and lust and addictions of all kinds. okay? It, it's, it's the people sleeping together um, without being married and selfishness, okay? God the Father loves you, has a plan for your life, sends joker sin and death and give us new life and then sends the Holy Spirit to teach whatever he has for our lives, whatever he's calling us to, to to guide us through what that means. The Trinity at work in you. And you might think I was to be lied to and you end up somewhere you don't want to end up. How that works. Be aware throughout your day. As you go this week, just be what you read and, and how they work and what the, what each one does. Um, and, and, and prayer. Like prayer, talk to him. Jesus told us we can... I remember one of the, us having a, a prayer time, and we we're Brady's not here today, but we used to have a uh, Knoxville police officer, city police officer now, and his, his guy named Matt. We used to have... Uh, and we get done praying, and Matt comes over to me. He runs over to me. He's like... Dude, that was like we, we just do that, like what we just did. We just talked to God. Like he was just like his his head just went. I didn't know I could go to God myself. I thought I had to go through somebody else. And it's like yeah, forgiven and come before God, and he's there mediating for us. He's he's interceding our. It's awesome, you know. And and, and so be aware of that in your prayer time and. Then there are times when, when, when the, it talks about how the Holy Spirit said unto the church, and the Holy Spirit will just say something to you, and you're like, wow, that's awesome. God is that. Is that what something he would tell us to do? It's because I know him, John 17, 3. I go, I give to somebody, love somebody. So maybe that's God speaking to me, and I need to do that what the church is to be. Jesus prayed for us. John seven. this is the last scripture and then we'll close, I promise. Okay, John seventeen twenty through 23 says, my prayer is not for them alone. This is Jesus. Out of everything he could have prayed, I pray also for those who will believe in me through the, their message, that all of them, me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe the testimony to the world of who God really is and that Jesus is who he says he is. It's a testimony in our unity. And there's nothing more important than that in the church. The glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. Then the world will know that you sent me and, that have, and have loved them as you have loved me. Give each other and stay in unity. And churches shouldn't split love and what that means to us. The ultimate re- reason for marriage is to stay together. God wants you to be in real loving relationships. This Trinity thing, this, Jesus was okay with this. Be okay with the fact that the more you know, and the more you know, the smaller you'll feel. More and more, so we can, often our, our goal in that is that we can I mean, get what I want. But that just isn't going to happen. And in relationship with God, and I pray that's that you have that. So that's our seminary class on... Father, you are so great, and it is so amazing what your Word teaches. To see what we can see, we're thankful for your Word and how you speak to us. How you have revealed things about your continue to open hearts and minds to your Word and who you are. That would each take a step with you, What's whether we don't believe at all, or whether we consider ourselves a mature Christian, or anywhere in between. If you're real. Would you just? Would you just reveal yourself to me? I'm just. I'm open to it. For the person that's on the edge, Father, that feels themselves being clear and they're like, salvation is is my next step that I need to to receive this and surrender themselves to you. Father, that they would just have that, that I could be yours. Thank you for for all things. So may the process of sanctification, may we just pursue that. May we open up our word during the week. May we pray during the week. May we walk this week aware of you and who you are. May we worship you today in spirit and truth. You are eternal, infinite, all-powerful, all-knowing, and we are so limited. So we lean into you today. We need you. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name.